Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, gang. Welcome back to Welfare with me, Amy Lane, health editor, runner, and author of I Can Run. As social distancing is still in place to keep us safe and well, this season's run chats are sadly not recorded out on the road. But that doesn't mean less of a show. Promise. Instead, I meet fellow runners virtually as I record the show in my running kit while under a duvet in my makeshift podcast studio. I may not be getting the miles in with my guests, but I promise to get the chat in. Talking of chat, Let's meet this week's guest. Today, I've got the pleasure of calling up influencer and author of Healthy Forever, Connie Simmons. As a mum of one who's in the spotlight, she's Instagrammed the ups and downs of pregnancy and motherhood since having her daughter Macy a year ago. Her unfiltered truth and realism where exercise is concerned has earned her a strong social tribe, which I'm keen to know more about. Plus, she's just hit a big running milestone. So let's chat to Connie and find out how she's been going Welfare. Welcome to Welfare, Connie. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Amy. Oh, I'm so glad we've managed to make this work. I mean, I'm in my study under a duvet actually in my running kit whereabouts are you (laughs) that's so funny I'm in my bedroom on top of the duvet (laughs) I didn't put the duvet (laughs) over me that's actually a good idea though (laughs) and so I wanted to kick this show off by saying congratulations because you've recently hit a bit of a running moment haven't you 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 ran your first 5k in two years I know. I mean, I it, it I ran it on the treadmill, but really took my time. And then the other day, I ran on the road for the first time in two years. And how was that? I, I mean, up and down. I'm I'm not a huge running lover. I just don't think I'm built for running. I'm not like a really lean person. I'm not light on my feet. So I feel like I can feel my weight when I run, if you know what I mean. Not saying that like I'm huge or anything, but I, I just don't feel like I'm a natural runner. I was always better at like shot put and javelin and uh, netball and things like that at school. But, it, you know, it's just nice to challenge yourself. And I really enjoyed it, actually. So did you set yourself the goal like a few months back, maybe. What was your What was your driving force to go right today? I'm gonna I'm gonna reach that five k mark. Well, I'm gonna be dead honest with you. I basically went in the gym and I thought I haven't got a workout set up. The easiest thing to do is to get on a treadmill, and I thought, you know what? See see if you can get to five k. So this was the first time I attempted it, and I just wanted to see how fit I was. And I did it in about thirty seven minutes. Um. 
And then I thought to myself, right, I need to, I'm going to try and improve that. And I actually never got around to doing it and couldn't find the motivation or drive to get back on the treadmill and try and beat the 37 minutes. And then this whole pandemic has kind of uh, just, you know, you've got not got much choice. So I sometimes feel like it's not always about motivation. Sometimes you've got to do what you've got to do. And exercise is so good for me. And if running is one of the only exercises I can do right now, then that's what I'm going to do. And so it just forced me to just get my head round it again. And I'm quite excited to improve my time. Yeah. I mean, 5k, that's the, that's the goal for so many people. Yeah. Couch to 5k, isn't it? People do. Yeah. Did you ever do anything like that? No, I didn't. I, I, I don't know what I did. I think I just 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 used to do lots of hit on the treadmill. And then I thought, oh, let me just try something a little bit longer. And that was two years ago and I was quite fit then. Um, so I knew in the back of my head that I've done it before. I can do it again. And I think the best thing to do would be to do 1K at a time. So I've had a lot of people since doing my 5K message me saying like, oh, my family go for runs, but I don't join them. I just wouldn't last. And I just think, actually, I think most people could last five minutes or 1K, seven minutes, eight minutes jogging, even if it's really slow, like almost like a fast walk and your family will be there to support you. Um, And I think a lot of people are actually just scared of being a little bit out of breath. So Mm. it's kind of telling yourself that, you know, being a little bit out of breath isn't bad. You're exercising your lungs and your heart. And it's good to get your heart rate up and you can always stop. Like no one's putting the pressure on you. This is just a little challenge for yourself. And it, and the more you do it, the better you'll become. I love the fact that when you posted about that 5K that um, people got back in touch with you to talk about it. Mm. Did you have a really positive response to, to hitting that goal? Really positive. It's so nice. I'm quite lucky like because social media does get quite a bad name and you hear a lot about trolls and things like that but I've got quite a a, a good loyal audience I'd say and most of the time 99% of the time it's really positive and they're just really lovely mainly women as well so just really lovely women who we all seem to be very similar wanting to sort of achieve the same things or we're new new mums and it's just nice that we can just spare each other on. But that must be quite great because it must mean that everyone's going on this journey with you oh absolutely I mean it puts a little bit of pressure on you kind of know right you can't turn back now but back then it was a lot easier because I only had me to worry about and I left my job I left my marketing job I was like a full-time digital marketing manager and I was also a makeup artist on the side and I quit my marketing job to work for my brother uh, as his ghostwriter and my journey happened alongside that. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it was good that I had something else to focus on. And I had everyone commenting, just saying, well done. Like, you're so brave because I was a larger person, sort of just showing myself struggling in the gym. And it's not something mo- many people had seen before on social media. I, um, I was listening to another podcast. In fact, I was listening to your podcast and oh. you mentioned on it about um, that you actually struggled for quite a few years because you were bigger than your friends and you were bigger than your mum. Mm. Yeah, and, I'm still bigger than my mum. And so did you only find fitness a couple of years ago when you did that transformation or was was fitness always there in the background, but 
you just didn't have the confidence Oh, I, I've always been into fitness and sport from like a little girl. Played football from a really young age. I was an Irish dancing like fanatic for long, like till I was about 10. And then um, netball, everything at school, athletics. So it was really sporty. And obviously at the time, what you don't realise is that there's so many different body shapes and sizes, no matter how fit or healthy you are you're still going to be a different size or shape to the next person. And that's what I didn't understand. So although I was super fit and healthy and stuff, I just had a, you know, more uh, womanly, well, they say womanly, but more curvaceous frame. But I just saw that as fact because I just didn't, I just didn't understand because I was probably 15 or something like that. And you see obviously a lot more slimmer women in magazines and I was probably a size 10 and looked great, but I just thought, Oh, my boobs are really big compared to my friends. So I can't wear those tops and they can wear those tops and I have to wear two sports bras when I exercise and they don't have to worry about that. And the boys in my year seemed to like them better because I think I was too developed. So it might've maybe been even intimidating towards for the boys in my year. So I always just didn't feel as nice as my friends because they got more attention. And I don't, I didn't realise all of this until you look back, which is quite funny. Isn't it funny? Because I remember going through my teens and I was a really late developer. So whilst you were whacking on your two sports bras, I was there (laughs) whacking on my two wonder bras. Yeah, it was that. And you know what? It's so funny because you always want what you haven't got. (laughs) Yeah. And during that time, though, fitness fell off like the radar for me. So I was sporty during school. But then when I hit my teens, it then fell off. And then I refound it again in my early 20s. Mm. Was that the same for you? No, I it's funny. I kept going right up until sixth form. And they didn't encourage us to do sport because they wanted us to get really good grades. And um, so I stopped and got a job at Waitrose um, whilst doing my A-levels. And then by the time I got to uni, which is two years later, I just lacked so much confidence. I didn't have proper gym trainers for netball. So I turned up to the trials in Converse and all the girls sniggered at me and it just knocked me for six. And so I actually just gave up on all sport throughout the whole of uni and just became a massive fad dieter, binge eater slash obsessed with the gym as obsessed with running like obsessed with everything gosh that's that's such a change from you like doing sport because you genuinely enjoyed it to then feeling really really it was punishment yeah yeah it was it's it's funny I think because I didn't enjoy university as well it just wasn't for me I used food and exercise as a way of sort of having some focus or control over an experience that I wasn't enjoying and again just by coincidence all my flatmates and the people around me were slimmer than me so there was just this conscious like effort to just constantly be skinny all the time because I just thought they they seem happier than me they're enjoying uni more than me what's different about them to me and then you look at them and think oh well they're slimmer than me maybe that's it you know all these things go through your head when you're that age when you're in your early 20s and your late teens and you're all hormonal and emotional (laughs) So it was a bit of a crazy time for me. And that can often make a relationship with exercise more negative because Mm. whilst you want to do more of it, you're actually then become, well, I'm speaking about what happened to me. I then became frustrated because I wasn't getting the results I wanted. So I used to just go out and punish myself with these runs Mm. and 
run as fast as I could up hills just to burn as many calories. Mm. So something which should have been enjoyable actually was just punishment. Mm. Absolutely. No, I know exactly what I said. I used to run to the gym, do a workout in the gym and then walk back. And I went to uni in Bristol and it's the most hilly place ever. It's like Bath. It's just so hilly. So that I probably burnt a thousand calories and then I was doing no carbs at that time as well. So I was just like running myself into the ground. And it's just a roller coaster, isn't it? Because then no doubt then you overeat because you're so hungry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then and then the weekend would come. I'd be so miserable. I'd sit on the sofa, watch um, Jeremy Carl, Loose Women and This Morning all in a row and like couldn't wait till like 11, 12 o'clock so I could whack open the Hagen dazs or Ben and Jerry's, whatever was on offer and um, just ate a tub of that because I just, you know, was just restricting myself and depriving myself so much. I think that's an experience so many women can relate to, though. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And when you're in that moment, you don't realise that, though, either. And you're young and, you know, you. I think at that age, you have a tendency to make out that life's great and life's perfect to all your friends and I think the only person that really knew I was going through that was my mum a little bit because obviously I, I I was would cry or I had an allergic reaction to some diet pills and obviously had to contact them because I had to go to the hospital. So, Gosh. yeah, I know. University was crazy. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. I'm such a different person now. I can't tell you. I was going to say, because obviously then this fitness journey, which you did, which um, – we've seen a lot of and it's been spoken about a lot of seem to then really kickstart a positive relationship with exercise again yeah do you know what came first though it was studying nutrition learning about food again because I'm such a foodie and I've always loved food and I realized I think it was Amelia Freer the nutritionist it was her book I can't eat nourish glow or something like that it's called now I bought that book because I thought that sounds nice And I absolutely loved it. And I learned so much from it and then decided to just do a nutritional diploma online and just totally re-educate myself about food and like the purpose of food and why we have to eat that and why carbohydrates are so important and water and just all the basics, basically. Um, So that took me about six months and I was doing that alongside the exercise. And I just think they both just had such a positive impact on each other. And um, Bradley, my brother, he trained me because he knew that I was in a not very good place. And he trained me alongside some of his clients or when he had time and just showed me how to enjoy exercise again. And so did eating properly make your runs and your workouts a lot more enjoyable because suddenly you were going into them properly fueled? Properly fueled, like your what you, you what you eat affects your mood and your mentality so much as well. I'm all about mindfulness and balance and, you know, enjoying all the good stuff. But, you know, too much of anything is not good for you. So it was just learning about, you know, when enough is enough of something and how to repair your body through food. And obviously, like you said, like to fuel your body. So I had more energy. And then I also knew that, you know, the meals I was having afterwards were going to help my body to repair. It was going to nourish my body. It was going to improve my skin. It was going to improve my mood, my hair. And I wasn't going to put on loads of weight 
because obviously weight was still and is still something that I can put on so easily and I do have to be conscious of because it's just it's just one of the things that I do care about but I know some people I feel I still feel half guilty admitting that you know, I keep an eye on my weight. But is that because when you're when you're of a certain healthy weight that you feel better in yourself as opposed to um, anything else? Because I know that you say that you don't, you know, exercise because it's your therapy. Mm. Yeah, it definitely makes me feel better. Um, just a little bit of exercise every day. And I know that's the same for so many people. It does also keep me healthy, it keeps my bones strong, my joints strong, because I've struggled with my joints since having a baby. And also it helps me to maintain my weight because, yeah, like I just feel more confident at a certain mm. dress size or a certain weight. Let's talk about the lovely Macy. How was it when you got pregnant? Did that really affect your fitness routine? Um, massively absolutely like I felt really sick the first 16 weeks I think it was uh, really sick the first 10 and then sort of it eased off so it was kind of just quite gentle exercise whatever I had the energy for and then my bump got so heavy and was low the whole time the way I carried was so they had so much pressure on my pelvis that actually a lot of exercises were off limits and I could only do sort of simple squatting and they encouraged me to walk but even one lap around my uh, local park which I don't think is even it's probably like 2k if that was too much it really did make it really hard for me to sort of enjoy pregnancy and enjoy my pregnant body I feel bad saying that but it's true no I was gonna say that must have been quite tough mentally because before you were really associating with being super fit and super strong Mm -hmm. after putting all this effort in to do this Mm. big transformation Mm. and then suddenly you're almost grounded aren't you and you're in the house because you you can't move in the same way yeah and I I literally just felt like oh my gosh I've worked so hard and this is the greatest gift ever and I'm so grateful but I also just feel so frustrated and I cried many tears. I I know you're definitely not the only one because at Women's Health last year we ran a survey and 43% of women surveyed said that becoming a mum had a significant impact on their body confidence. Yeah and I think a lot of people can make you feel guilty about that like you know, you know, you've grown a baby, be grateful. I totally, I totally appreciate it. Me not feeling body confident while I'm pregnant or after I'm pregnant has got nothing to do with me being ungrateful for what my, for producing a child. It's just your body is different and change is, can be hard to accept. And obviously you have to live with your body and live looking at it. And if you were a fit person and healthy and you'd worked really hard to get to that, it's hard you know it's it's hard a quick thank you to one of welfare's season three patrons yo valley their new kefir product has just launched into all major supermarkets i would know because ted absolutely loves the stuff so we're always having to stock up although it seems to be a fairly new product to the supermarket shelves kefir has been around for ages and is an ancient way of fermenting yogurt so that it is packed full of the good stuff and high in protein, making it perfect for a post-run refuel or to put on top of your pre-run porridge. You'll find it stocked at Tesco's, Sainsbury's, Waitrose, Ricardo, Morrison's and Co-op. 
why not add one to your next online order? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm really struggling at the moment because this time last year, I'd just run the marathon, you know, and I'd run my fastest time yet. And I was feeling so good in myself. Mm. And now, and now this year I went out on a run earlier on today and I literally had to stop running after four minutes because I needed, I needed a break. And I know that I'm pregnant and, you know, and I know all these things, but um, it is still mentally tough. I think what you have to remember is that when you're pregnant, majority of your energy is going to your growing your baby so you know four minutes running is pretty good if you're pregnant and even if you don't have this big bump and you're like gosh I don't even look really really pregnant why can I not run longer it's just because your energy levels are just not they're not all yours anymore you know you just literally become have to become completely selfless from the moment you're pregnant and forever and ever amen (laughs) (laughs) that's it (laughs) yeah I think I'm realizing that and so how long did it take you to feel confident enough again to get back into exercise because Macy's now a year and Mm. you've got your you've got your regular workout program and like we've said you you've just hit your 5k which is the first time you've did you've done that in two years but obviously that isn't something which just happens overnight no, absolutely not. I I didn't feel ready until she was about five months. I felt by five months that I kind of knew her and she had a routine and she was in her own room and my hormones were sort of leveling out. And I just took it really slowly from there. I went and got a mummy MOT, which is really important. It's just where like a physio checks your body um, especially like a physio that specializes in it they check out your body to make sure that everything's okay and that you're safe to go back to sort of slow and steady exercise and then I just worked on some really simple exercises and um, to help sort of close the gap um, between my abdomen like the muscles there is a word for it but I just can't say it and um, I, <laughs> I know the word you mean <laughs> yeah I just can't say it so I'm not gonna try and then once I sort of done those for six weeks I felt ready to do a little bit more but I've really taken my time I know not everyone does this and not everyone will need to take as much time as I did but I put on quite a lot of water weight I put on a lot of weight as well and my pelvis was really struggling so I really had to take my time you know, everyone's journey is different and every, everyone's body reacts differently to pregnancy. So 
you know, just go and see a physio. It's worth the investment. That would be my advice when you feel ready and take their advice and then just listen to your body. Was that hard to, was that hard to take? Did you, did you want to go out and do more or were you actually okay with going, do you know what? This return to fitness is going to take me a while. Yeah, no, I totally accept it. I think like Macy's not a great sleeper. You know, if she was sleeping through the night from that point, then maybe I would have a bit more energy. And um, I also was working. So it was like having a six month old whilst working and trying to exercise again. It was quite a lot at once. So I'm glad that it was sort of not a massive pressure until Bradley got on the scene and wanted me to record a documentary with him. <laughs> and then it got a bit more intense. But And um, is that the eight weeks and beyond? Yes, which isn't out yet. And um, we had a bit of trouble with our editing team, but it's um, in the process of being edited. So I can't wait for that to come out. And so talk to me about it. What's eight weeks and beyond? Eight weeks and beyond is it's an actual weight loss documentary, but Bradley's kind of just shown my journey throughout the eight weeks postpartum journey. So it's not specifically a postpartum documentary. It's just going to be eight episodes on IGTV, one a week. And um, we talk to so many top nutritionists and doctors and health experts on what's the best way to lose weight because there's so many fads and stuff out there. And basically the general consensus is that the best way to lose weight is to move more and just eat well and eat, let, let, you know, be in a calorie deficit basically. And I know a lot of people hate to hear that, but I actually then for the documentary, for purposes of the documentary, made sure that I was tracking my calories. And I think I lost 11% or 13% body fat in the eight weeks by sort of keeping an eye on my calorie deficit and um, exercising sort of three to four times a week. Um, and how did and how did losing that weight affect your fitness oh my gosh so much fitter I think that's why I can run the 5k you know I I was doing like boxing with Bradley and I was going on you know this the stepper in the gym and even 15 minutes of that was just is so effective so you don't have to do a lot so as a mum you don't have loads of time you don't have like the luxury of a whole hour workout um you need like you know, half an hour, quick workouts or runs or whatever. So it was just learning new ways to get, you know, the the most out of a short amount of time. And do you ever feel guilty about leaving Macy to go and work out? Or are you very much like, this is my time, I need to do it? Absolutely not. I think the only time I felt guilty was the first time I left her to go to a wedding. And that was overnight. I found that really hard and I think she was only like four months but actually I really needed that time Um, but now no way like I'm with her 24-7 and I need an hour to myself each day like I don't I'm not ashamed to say that if you've got the luxury or if you can do that so I am I feel like I totally earned that time to myself. (laughs) Isn't it funny because babies and toddlers and children they essentially just exercise all day by running around literally (laughs) and then you get to our age and we're like I've got to go do 30 minutes (laughs) I know I know and it's it's that thinking it's a chore where that's where you've got to change your mindset if you see it as a chore it's you know that's where that's when exercise becomes hard so I have to kind of just see it as actually it's that's why I say it's like therapy rather than being like oh for god's sake I've got to go and do this job actually go right I'm gonna I'm gonna do this thing that's really good for me (laughs) and I just talk to myself and just say right get on with it 
really good for you. <laughs> I've recently seen that though you have been out running with Macy with a running buggy. Yes. I got gifted that just after I had her and I had to apologize to the brand. I was so grateful for it. And I thought, right, four weeks and I'll be out running with her. And I was so naive. Some mums might, but I just no way and um so I had to message them and say look I'm just not ready yet just bear with me I promise you I will I will get back to it and um I went for a lovely I just did two and a half k with her in the buggy and she fell asleep and it was great it was great because actually I now know that if I really do want to get out I can um even if I don't have childcare. yeah that must be that that sense of freedom absolutely I really recommend that to any parents that like running, even if it's not the mum and it's the dad, because like the dad can come home from work and take the baby out in the in the push chair and the mum has, you know, 45 minutes to herself. I love this like sense of self that you that you seem to have. You you seem really confident. I do feel like I'm in a good place. Like I in my in myself. I wasn't last week, so it's up and down. But I think that's just because of what the situation that we're currently in. It's like, it's a bit of a roller coaster, isn't it? And when I just sort of sit down and I just actually look at my life, I'm very grateful and I've worked really hard to get to where I am. And I, I am proud of myself. And I just try not to worry too much. Like I really look forward to the future and I'm really optimistic. I also try not to worry too much about the future and what's going to happen. So there's a lot of mums that listen into this show that I've, I've recently found out which is why I was so keen to get you on because I do think that you do offer this just like unfiltered and realistic take on juggling mom, being a mom and exercise and everything. Hmm. So for the, for the mum tribe that are listening in who perhaps want to exercise, but are maybe feeling a little bit less confident in themselves and their bodies at the moment, what learning would you share with them from your experience? For me, I would say that actually exercise isn't something that's going to make you feel worse about your body. It's not going to make you feel less confident. It's going to do the opposite. So you might think you might feel uncomfortable initially because, you know, your body hasn't moved in that way or at that speed or jumped up and down in a while in tight leggings and a T-shirt or whatever. You know, as long as you're doing an exercise that you enjoy, whether that's dance, whether that's running, whether that's hit, whatever that is, exercise is actually your friend and it's going to really, really help you through your journey um, as a mum. So Connie, we've touched on this a little bit throughout, but one of the things which I think is great is the fact that you've spoken about the not being confident in yourself a couple of times in your life, but really finding it in exercise has really helped with that. And we've got quite a lot of mums that are listening in who might be thinking, God, I really want to get back into exercise, but they're not feeling confident in themselves or their bodies. And maybe they want to run a 5k, but it feels like so far. What would you say to them? What I would say is that exercise isn't going to make you feel worse about yourself. It's actually going to make you feel better. I think it's important. I think I've said it previously in the podcast that we don't see exercise as like a job or a chore or our enemy. It can actually be such a positive aspect of our life and can almost become like a friend. And I have found that through motherhood and through my journey as a mum that 
exercise has actually been a bit of a savior at times. So although you might feel a bit uncomfortable in, I don't know, your new pair of gym leggings or, you know, your old sports bra or, you know, something you haven't done in a while, just get past that bit of discomfort and dig, dig deep. And I promise you, you will, won't regret it. And you will feel so much better and just try and be consistent with it. But don't put too much pressure on yourself. And do you, when you need to dig deep, do you, do you talk to yourself in your head? Are you like one of these people that goes like, come on, Connie, you can do it. Yeah, I am. I I have like this little voice in my head that gets me through so many tough workouts. I've got three brothers and we're all quite the same. Instead of giving up towards the end of the workout, we kind of speed up. Like we just have this like inner grit, like it's nearly over. Just go and give it 110% this last two minutes and we just really go for it. Just sort of, we've got a bit of fight in us, I guess. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I I often get faster or get stronger towards the end of a workout because mm. I've hit I've hit a point and then I've suddenly started going, Come on, Amy, you can yeah, do this. Exactly. It's great. And it and I think it's the adrenaline and it's the endorphins kicking in as well. And you just feel like, oh my God, I've got this far. You know, and, and I was like that when I did my 5K. I I said to myself, right, you did 37 or nearly 38 minutes the first time on the treadmill, and I stopped so many times. Um And I was doing so well. And I thought, I'm going to try and get 33 minutes today. But no pressure, Connie, but try and get 33 minutes. And I just gave myself a little bit of a challenge, but I wasn't going to beat myself up. And I think I was on like 32 and a half and I was nearly home. And I just I just found this inner strength from somewhere. And I just went for it. And I did it in 33 minutes and 20 seconds or something. Amazing. Yeah, it's just that extra push, you know, I think again getting your your nutrition right again because so many so much cake and tea and stuff when when you've had a baby and just convenient food but just try and get yourself back into good habits and that will really help with your mentality as well and put you know treat yourself to a pair of new gym leggings and a sports bra that fits really well and just get yourself prepared for that first bit of exercise and you'll just you'll just just go for it and so what's next what's your what's your next goal are you going to try and run a 10k you're going to try and keep take, trying to take the time off or isn't there a goal I've run 10k once in my life with with Bradley again I try not to talk about him too much but we're quite close it's hard not to and I swear I nearly killed him I don't think I'll ever run 10k again it's just not for me and I'm happy with that. I'm fine with that. I just want to try and get back to my 28 minute 5k. That's what I used to do it in. So if I can get back to that, then I'm I'm happy. But again, I'm having, I'm not saying within six months or within a month. I'm just going to try and get back to 28 minutes, you know, as and when I can. I've learned not to have too many high expectations of myself because life is unpredictable when you're a mum. And I'm just, you know, happy just making sure that I'm consistent with my fitness. That's sort of an achievement in itself when you've got so much going on. I totally, totally agree from somebody who's looking in from the outside (laughs) and sees how much of a handful it it must be juggling your own day-to-day with a baby's day-to-day to to just Mm. find some time must be a win in each day exactly exactly (laughs) 
Oh, well, Connie, thank you so much for coming on and being so honest about your journey with your body being a mother and hitting that running goal. I'm sure there's so many women that are listening in that are thinking, yeah, I can totally relate to that, but I'm also going to give it a go. I'm going to try and do that goal. I hope so. I really do hope so. I just think there's you've got nothing to lose. And, you know, what do they say? They say, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. <gasps> love that. <laughs> so I live by that. <laughs> and obviously the listeners can follow you at Connie Simmons on Instagram yep. and you have your podcast. Yeah, which is Growing Up Female. It's just all about girly problems and how we get out of those. Um, it's great. I really enjoy it. Amazing. And hopefully your IGTV series will be out soon. Yes. Yeah. So if you follow me, then um, you can stay up to date with eight weeks and beyond. Thanks so much, Connie. Thanks so much for having me. I love that. Okay, guys, you've heard this a million times, but please, please, please do rate, review and subscribe to this show if you liked it. It really does help other runners in need of some help find the show and join our community too. Don't forget to use hashtag welfare on all your IG posts because I love seeing them, especially when I can't be bothered to run. It gives me that motivation I need. Until next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.